back into another episode of Too Many Men. I believe we're all here. Yeah, it's been a while. Except for Tom. Screw Except him. Tom. Oh, Tom. Tom's not currently part. chilling downstairs, destroying some macaroni while we speak. He's always eating when we're doing the podcast. He's always eating, period. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, that's, that's not just limited to the podcast, Zach. We have news to get to around the world of sports football. We have the quarterback carousel starting to spin. We have a major, major retirement that I feel like the sports world kind of glossed over. Because it happened uh, no one buys it, that's why. Is that what we're doing? We've, we've officially put Tom Brady in the Brett Favre category? I mean, listen, he yeah, was, we knew he was either going to win another Super Bowl or retire. Like, at least that's what I figured. <laughs> We got uh we got Kyrie Irving requesting a trade. Again. Uh, again. This one actually looks like it might go through. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Um Arena football. We're signing. No, we're, signing we're not them. talking about arena football. I can't I'm not I can't I can't. I'm not even I think I'm gonna do hockey. Because nothing major's happened yet. Bo Horvath got traded the Islanders. that's about it. All right, there you go. We did hockey. We just did hockey. Boom, covered. Um, <laughs> anything baseball, Zach? Uh, not really. Anything about your joke organization, Mets? Pitchers and catches report soon, right? Oh, we got a – oh, yeah. uh, And then we got a Super Bowl commercial. Let's go. I'm excited. Okay, we can, we, <laughs> I can, think we, it's can, we can do that under Super Bowl talk when we talk about okay. the championship games. All right, okay. so the Super Bowl is set. It is the Kansas City Chiefs in it for the third time in the last four years, I believe, and the Philadelphia Eagles in their first Super Bowl since Nick Foles won it for them uh, up in Minneapolis. And if the city of Philly wins, uh, they might burn half the city down. I, I can't imagine it's going to be any worse than last time. No, if I just can't with how fucking full of themselves Eagles fans are going to be. They're already like irregardless of if they win or not, they're already going to be so full of themselves after this season. And then if they win, it's just going to be a new like a new hell (laughs) of Eagles fans coming up to Giants fans. Oh, we own you every year. We owned you in the playoffs, and then we own the Super Bowl, bitch. Like I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it from them. Well, uh, if they win. Um, that's gonna mask a lot of the problems they have coming. A lot of their defense is a free agent after this season. They do mm. have the tenth overall pick. They do have the tenth overall pick, but they also have to worry about a Hertz extension coming. And I don't think he gets a fifth year option being a second round pick. I don't think that's how that works. If anybody wants to confirm that for me. No idea. I know I you don't. Sure. Okay. All I don't right. Think, I don't think so. I think yeah, I think that's a first round draft pick privilege. I mean the the best comparison I could give to that is what happened when Russ had his rookie deal up. That was so long ago. That's like the best extension or the best um comparison oh, I can well, make. Car would also fit under that. Yeah. Or what about Dak? I didn't think Dak got a fifth-year option, but he was like a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I don't think he got a fifth-year option either. Carr was at least a second, I believe. 
Like it might be like a top sixty cutoff or some shit, like first two rounds. Well, he might not. He might. He might not have one. Let me tell you, if he's going into his fourth year, he's gonna want to get paid now. He's not gonna want to go the route that Lamar Jackson or all these other quarterbacks have gone. He's gonna want to get paid now. Yeah, especially with the injury, like with you know, like with the way injuries happen in the NFL, you know, if you're a mobile quarterback, you got to get your money now. You know, he's even he, he himself has even been injured. So the shoulder injury earlier this season, and he said, like, uh, I mean, the announcers keep saying in the broadcast, like, oh, he uh, he's not even a hundred percent yet. He doesn't look so, like bad by any means, but I mean, you can definitely see it's still bothering him. You know, he needs to. You know, rehab that in the off season. You know, definitely, and get paid. You know, because you know, if God forbid something happens to that throwing throwing arm again, you know, that's your future dollars going down the drain. Uh, so in the NFC Championship, actually, John just saying announcers remind me of another topic that I want to get to after this. Um, the NFC Championship game, the Eagles, you know, stomped out the Niners. They've allowed fourteen points the last two weeks. Um, despite Christian McCaffrey's best efforts, because it was literally all Christian McCaffrey after Purdy got hurt, and then Josh Johnson uh, left with a head injury. Like everything that could possibly go wrong did go wrong for the uh, for the Forty Niners. Even had George Kittle on the sideline asking Brock Purdy if he could throw left-handed. Imagine he went out there and just like listen. I gotta imagine that'd be better than whatever else they were rolling out there. Yeah, it probably would have been. Because I know there was conf- – like, Christian McCaffrey was wearing the wristband like he could call plays. They had Kyle Juszczyk going over the play sheet. They had Christian McCaffrey throw one pass, and it was nowhere near anything. It was a terrible fucking ball. And for people saying – like, I remember during the game on Twitter, people were like, they got to have somebody who can throw the ball. They can't just run every time. Let's have McCaffrey throw. See what happens. McCaffrey threw. We saw what happened. Bad. Yeah, it's it not good. great. One-legged Jimmy Garoppolo is not available. And he would have been for the Super Bowl. Weird injury for Purdy. Yeah. Uh, that's like weird a, football that's a pitching injury. injury. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's he baseball. Needs Tom, he needs Tommy John surgery, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That that's right. usually I mean, does not happen to no. a quarterback. And they don't know if going to be good to play next season now. So, somehow... Yet again, going into the offseason, San Francisco has a question mark at QB. Hmm. Which is crazy because a few weeks ago. Oh, sorry. The fucking AFC championship. And they were at a they had a question mark at QB. Yeah. NFC championship. And, and so. we'll, we'll go through it when we talk about the quarterback carousel here in a second. Uh, I know Brady was an option. Now he's retired. Aaron Rodgers basically told the Niners to go fuck themselves. So <laughs> that's where that's where that stands. But that might have been actually the quote. It, it actually very well might have been. Um, but yeah, I it's it. I know we, it's a UCL, right? Is that is that the tendon? I think so, yeah. Or ligament, whatever it is. Yeah. Like pitchers get it all the time because you put so much torque on your elbow. Football players not as much. I know you had Aaron, not Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen had like he sprained this or something or pulled it or something along those lines. But Brock Purdy's a full on tear and it's all from the impact of not being able to follow through. I believe, I don't know who the defend defender was that hit his arm on the follow through, but 
That happened on the first offensive drive of the game, and that play wouldn't even have happened if Shanahan would have thrown the challenge flag on the Devonta Smith catch because it was not a catch. Yeah, on fourth and seven, whatever it was. I believe it was. I believe it was Hassan Reddick on the on the play you mentioned that injured Purdy, and uh, but the one thing that people I keep seeing bring up about that play, you know, I I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean. I mean, what do you have all those refs there in the cameras if you're not going to look at that at all angles to immediately review a play like that in the championship game on fourth down? That's a pivotal call. But, you know, regardless of the missed call or whatever, I mean, people keep talking about how Shanahan had a tight end one-on-one with Hassan Reddick, a guy who's got 16 sacks this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, how are you trying to protect your quarterback that way? That's just mismanagement. Yeah, that was, that was bold, to say the least. And I know, like, you can't. You can't follow a – you can't use your lineman to follow around like a pass rusher. But they have done it several times this year where they have loaded up one side of the line of scrimmage, moved Trent Williams out of that tackle, moved him as like a wham blocker on the other side. You could have done that technically if you wanted to contain Hassan Reddick. But the, the, the focus – it seemed like everything really went out the window after the injury. It, yeah, it really did. It did. There was no no way. I mean, how can he like have a lot of confidence when he got Josh jo- was Josh Johnson was in? Yeah, yeah. Like how like and they they went into like a run run pass type thing. They became too predictable. And there was one drive. It was at the end of the half, end of the first half. They got the ball in their own territory. You know, clock's running. Maybe they push it into field goal range, and Josh Johnson delivers a, a dart. It's like okay, the offense is moving, and that's when he fumbled the ball without anybody touching him. He fumbled the snap on the shotgun. Yeah. And it, it opened up three points for Philly. And you know, the game was basically over at that point because you saw the ineptness of the offense. So you, unless Brock Purdy came back and looked like that wasn't going to happen by that point. But that was the nail in the coffin for the first half. Like you cannot leave a worse taste in your mouth going into the locker room at halftime. It, it was it was a rough showing. It was. They didn't. They didn't like even like that. Did they have a, a drive? That was the first play they had, right? The first drive they had when Purdy got hurt. That was the first pass mm-hmm. they used. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they opened the game like a Christian McCaffrey draw and then a Purdy pass. And that was that. That was yeah. tough. Would you argue that the Eagles had a relatively easy way to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. I would. I compare it a lot to what the uh, New York Rangers did last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, they, I mean, they they got to the Eastern Conference Final facing, you know, Louis Domingue and a young Pyotr Kochetkov slash Antti Ranta combination. And you look at what I mean. The Giants, the Giants couldn't hang with them whatsoever. They didn't. They didn't have the firepower. They didn't have. The defensive ability. When it came down to like two good coaches, eventually you need, you know, your position players to make plays, like your skill players, and the Giants just didn't have that. So that was a cakewalk there. Now, with that said, giving up 14 points in two games in the playoffs. Oh, that's that's matter what is impressive. Tremendously impressive. Yeah. But doesn't matter who. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter who. That, no, that's ridiculous. Matter, yeah. With that being said, the Purdy injury immediately made the San Francisco 49ers offense one-dimensional. The Eagles could bring six up into the box or seven up into the box, no problem. Man coverage on the outside. 
if they, they they went, hey, if Josh Johnson or whoever the hell was quarterback at that time, Brock Purdy coming back in with the injury, if any of those guys want to beat us with a throw on one-on-one coverage on the outside, so be it. So be it. We'll live with that decision. We don't care. We just can't let Christian McCaffrey beat us. And there were plays, yeah, where Christian McCaffrey took over, you know, these big chunk plays, these 12, 14-yard runs, but they were few and far between enough that it didn't matter. It wasn't sustained by any means. More often than not, Christian McCaffrey was met at the line of scrimmage. And while he still probably got three or four yards, he wasn't able to spring him. And, you know, the defense in the first half was keeping up, up until that Josh Johnson fumble, really. That's where it really started to go awry. I mean, they were on, they were on the field, the defense, for like 70% of the first half. And it didn't get any better in the second half because I, I, they only ran like 19 offensive plays in the second half or something stupid like that. The defense was out there way too damn long. They just couldn't. I, I couldn't put get this. Done. I put this in the group chat earlier, and everybody was talking about how good the Niners have been in time and possession. They were the second best team in time and possession. Yeah, they're not used to not having the ball. And num- but the team that was number one was the Philadelphia Eagles. And you see these high defensive rankings. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Niners' defense isn't great. It's a great defense, but they benefited a lot from not having to be on the field that much, uh, having their offense control the ball in time of possession. But the 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 Eagles' offense, and this, I want to give a huge shout. I hate the Eagles. I want to give a huge shout out to Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson playing with a torn groin. It's insane what they're doing at their advanced age, like still top, top offensive lineman in football. To contain Fred Warner, uh, well, which Bosa do they have? They have Nick? Nick. Nick Bosa. Ebukam. Yeah, it, it, insane. Insane job by that offensive line. I don't care how, how long they're out there. Those guys are dangerous no matter what. Uh, what the- a, lot of, a lot of weird things happen in this game, though. Yeah. What the Eagles are doing, though, as a whole is just – impressive and a lot of that goes to Shane Steichen uh the offensive coordinator who, who should called. be getting more looks yeah as a head coach in this league the fact that there is a pretty decent chance the Eagles might be leaving this round of coaching interviews with both of their coordinators still on the staff is a hell of a thing and something the NFC should be worried about I get a little worried y- you see teams get to the Super Bowl and they're battle-tested, especially in the playoffs. I get a little worried in that regard when it comes to them facing the Chiefs next weekend. Because throughout the playoffs, they didn't really receive any team. They might have received the Giants' best punch, and it might have been nothing. But they sure as hell didn't receive the Niners' best punch by any means. And, And the other thing is going into the playoffs, they were not playing great. Yeah. Eagles were not playing great football, and we were worried. Cowboys defense shredded them. Uh, granted, Gardner Minshew with the helmet, their offense still put up 34 points. They lost to the Saints. Yeah. Um, it, it, they really haven't looked great, great since the, the Heineke loss, I would say. They look good. But they haven't looked great. And there were times before that, you know, the game against Houston, stuff like that, where they, they clearly played a little vanilla. They didn't try to overdo anything, you know, played it kind of safe. But 
They didn't look great in that game against Washington. And I think when Philly looks back or, or when uh, KC looks at tape this week, they're going to be looking a lot at that Washington game. Um, but they haven't looked great, great since that point. And uh, again, you could tie a lot to that, to Hurts not being 100%, injuring his shoulder, all that. But usually teams, when we get to this point, they're pretty battle-tested. And I, I don't know if I could say that about um, about the Eagles. You can like, definitely take, take KC, take KC on the other side. They took a punch from Jacksonville and they stood him up, up two possessions at the end of a the game. They, they saw the best of Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, who's getting sacked left and right all over the field, they saw the best of Cincinnati. A little bit of help from the refs here and there, but they won. And honestly, and this was, I talked to John about this earlier. You take some of those bad ref calls out of it. I think KC still wins this game. Yeah, I mean, you look at the last few minutes of that game, I think there's like two opportunities that Cincinnati had in the last six minutes alone where they had the ball with a chance to win. You know, I think the game, and the game was tied too. So it wasn't as, it wasn't like they were like playing from behind too. They, they controlled their own destiny at that point and they couldn't get it done. Both the two teams that played the best this weekend are the two teams that are going to meet in the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think this is definitely an exciting matchup. Probably the, the like, like you said, the two of the best, like the two best remaining teams are in it. But I just wish we had, you know, the Niners had more of a fair shot. You know, it's yeah. You know, it stinks it's for not like fa- neutrals. It, it's not fair. Like George Kittle said, or who did the broadcast? Was it Fox? Fox had the NFC yeah. championship. Right? Like Greg Olson, oh, yeah. like, it's not fair. But that's football. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this from a storyline perspective i'm very glad this is a super bowl the, the nfl must be loving the fact that this oh, is a super bowl oh yeah kelsey versus kelsey andy reed's revenge story's right in itself offense you can, you can top offense versus top offense yeah you can t- you can oh, tell by some of those ref calls on on last sunday night that they were excited about this matchup i don't think like Mahomes' ankle should be a problem going into this game. I really don't think Hurts' shoulders should be a problem either coming into this the, game. The only thing I heard was potentially no McCole Hardman for the Chiefs. Which Yeah, which, I mean, they were dealing without him up until, like, the AFC Championship game was his first game back, was it not? Yeah, and he what'd they do? 13, he, was a non, five, like, he was a non-factor until he got hurt again. Yeah. Uh, Kadarius Tony's really just taken any knee from McCole Hardman away. But going back to that AFC Championship game on Sunday, Talking about the refs, because the refs were the headline. Um, there's some things from that game that just it really don't sit right. The two tries on third down, I know they didn't convert it, but they had two tries on that third down. Yeah, that's that's the part. Like, cause that, you're, you're referring to the part where the ref, you know, he uh, they replayed the down, right? Because yeah. he couldn't communicate. They said yeah, that, was, that was just absurd. You know, this, it just seemed at that moment... You know, and I like I understand maybe it was a miscommunication, but how does something like that happen on that big of a stage? They show they showed a replay too of the overhead angle, and it's the far left judge that makes the call. And he comes, he takes like two steps out. Once the play is ran, he takes two steps back toward the sideline. I'm like, okay, so which is it? Like, may like commit to one of them. Yeah, uh, there's okay. that, and there's a lot of like missed holds, missed hands to the face. Some really shoddy interference calls, a couple of bad spots. 
Now, the one thing, though, is this. And the one call that they got right and was the most important call of the game was that late hit on Mahomes. Well, now, now I want to talk about that. Okay. Because in real time, that's the right call. They don't have the benefit of replay. Every replay, that's a flop by Mahomes. Because it is. Of course. It, it's Osai, yeah. right? Joseph Osai was the guy who made yeah, Osai. the hit. It was. He touched him on the shoulder, and Mahomes went flailing down. Now, in re- real time, you, you would have sworn he killed him. In real time. But you're saying in the slow-mo it looks? In in the slow-mo, in the replays, especially from the angle from up the sideline where the ref was that made the call, it looks like a touch on the shoulder. And then the way Mahomes felt like his legs went out from under him, like that, that that's not how that works. But again, <laughs> you cannot give the referees that opportunity to make that call. If you're Joseph Asai, there's, there's no need. The second he, he takes a step on the white, there is no need for you to be anywhere remotely close to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. No reason to put your hands on him at Do all. Do not give them the opportunity. Because the way that, that game was shaped up to go to overtime. Uh, great season for the Bengals, though. I thought the Bengals actually outplayed KC. So what you said earlier about the two be- the two best playing teams were looking at, I thought the Bengals actually outplayed them. I think in the first half they outplayed them. Um. The offensive line again. It, there were there was you know two drives early in the game, so I mean you look at it and be like, well you know they took the lead later, yeah yeah. But early in the game when you can put up some points, Burrow had less than like three seconds to throw. He he went three and out twice in a row and he was sacked like four times in the process. Like that's just that's not going to get it done. And too many injuries on the offensive front again yeah, by Cincinnati. That's what happens when your entire offensive line is essentially hurt. Yeah, I, I I didn't even realize until I looked it up that Lyle Collins hasn't played in a while. Because I'm watching this offensive line, I'm seeing these people, I'm like, who are these people? No Collins, no Kappa. Nope, nope. Like those, that's those two big losses. Like Chris Jones was eating, feasting on that offensive line. Um. And I, I said it coming in to that AFC Championship game because that was a late game. There hadn't been like a really, really good football game probably since like Cowboys Bucks was close, but it was a lot of bad football. Probably since Giants Vikings. It was a good game. That was a great game. Yeah. But like the division the divisional round was some snoozers. Chargers like, Jaguars. Have... What'd you say, Eric? Chargers Jaguars, I think, too. Yeah, well, that was the night before. Giants Vikings. It, it was a good wild card weekend, honestly. No, yeah, I'd say I, that. It was a great like wild card weekend. Every game was good. Or at least competitive. Like the divisional round, like wasn't until, even until Seattle San Fran in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, you you was like you were entertained. It's like, oh, oh yeah. shit. Niners Cowboys was okay, on. but bad football again. Really bad football. Especially on Dallas' side. But yeah, hope, I mean. Hope. Go ahead, John. Oh, no, hopefully this is that, you know, I feel like for the past few years, man, we've been talking about like, okay, well, this is not, this is going to be a offensive Super Bowl. Like, remember, I remember in 20, I think it was 2019, the the, the first Super Bowl between the Chief, uh, the Chief, with the Mahomes, when they played the Niners. And we we're like, oh, well, we got the Packers kind of chance. We we're like, it's going to be the two best offenses in the league facing off. 
this is actually probably the two best offenses in the league facing off. So this is actually pretty exciting. Well, dude, yeah. I'm so I'm so gun shy when it comes like I'm gonna bet every single over. I don't care. But I've been so hesitant to say this is gonna be a great offensive Super Bowl ever since what was it? Was it thirteen three? Yeah, was that fifty three? Yeah. Super yeah, yeah, the Rams, Patriots. And I remember sitting here on the podcast saying this is going to be a great Super Bowl, two top offenses, this, that, the other thing. I was pissed we got robbed out of what was – that was Mahomes. That would have been Mahomes versus Goff. Or it would have been a rematch from earlier in the year. I was yeah, pissed yeah. we got robbed of that. Um, But, like, Viking – not Vikings. Um, Bengals, Rams, that was pretty good. It was a pretty good Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd say so. Like Niners so, so Chiefs had the whole comeback. That was a pretty good Super Bowl. Down twenty ten to winning. Like that that, that was twenty four whatever it was, twenty four ten to winning. Like that was a pretty good Super Bowl. But this this one I wanna believe that this game is gonna be thirty eight thirty five. I really do. I really do. Uh, at least with this one versus like you know say the Buccaneers Chiefs one from a few, from two years ago, this has like the, both teams can be compa- like don't have a glaring weakness. I would say, you know, I mean, maybe I, the I Chiefs, think I, I think the Chiefs have a glaring weakness the in secondary. the secondary. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say they're wide receivers. That too. Yeah. Outside of Kelsey, and you're not gonna put a corner on Kelsey anyway. But can you really see a Juju or an MVS? Getting any kind of separation against Darius Slayer, James Bradbury, I really can't. I don't know about like them getting so much separation, but Mahomes can find these guys, man. He like if that ankle's healed, you know, it's I I'm, I still wouldn't count them out. It's even like Aaron, if that Eagles defense is scary. It's like Aaron Rodgers. It really doesn't matter who's who's down there. You'll find them. I think yeah, pre-snap exactly. motion is going to be a I like. I think Kadarius Tony has to play a big role in the Super Bowl if the Chiefs want to win. If he's healthy, he got hurt in the AFC Championship game. Can, like, can we do our yearly just you know parading of how insane Patrick Mahomes is, real quick? Just because 100%. I just I like I, sometimes I like I still can't get over the fact that this guy is he might be. For everything, you know, like for all the quarterbacks that we amazing quarterbacks we've seen in the last like twenty years, he might be the best quarterback I've ever seen this side of outside of Rogers. You know, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, this year this year you didn't really have the doubt. The past couple of years has been like solid doubt in Kansas City at some point during the season. There was the one year at Mahomes' knee when he dislocated his kneecap. There was they they were like five hundred going into a Monday night game against the Giants. Like this year, they've been pretty much rolling since the beginning. The only hiccup was could they get past the Cincinnati Bengals, who had owned them over the the course of the last what year and change. But even then, going into this season, there was doubt in Kansas City. No Tyree Kill, the only team yeah. But, that but once once better. they took the field, I'm talking about yeah. one, once the team. Oh, once got they took on, the yeah, yeah. Like all, like we had doubts about them in years past after they'd already competed. Like, we saw visible flaws in their game. Now, all those years, they ended up in the AFC Championship game, so it literally did not matter. Yeah, one of them, they won won the damn thing. Yeah. The other one, they went. Like, And granted, they got stomped by Tampa, but they went. They were, like, this. they've been pretty much rolling since the opening kickoff. And the only hiccup was Cincinnati. And they and they beat them this week. So, 
I'm done doubting them. I, like I'm I, every year, I pick somebody to win the Super Bowl, and I almost never pick KC. I'm just gonna keep picking KC until Mahomes retires. At this rate, yeah, it's probably. I, like I, I had, I had a, I had a bet on the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year, and I, like, I, what am I wasting my time for with that? that? That is, that is a team. Like, I don't think we can ever pick to win the Super Bowl again, I, even the AFC. I'm just gonna keep picking KC until they say no, we can't do it. And like, even if like there's one off years where the Bengals go, because I assume the Bengals are gonna go again, that's not gonna put doubt in my mind about the Kansas City Chiefs at all. I still think they need like a true. They're, they're the only team I would say without a true number one wide receiver that really did anything this year. It's really just them and the Giants. When you, you talk about the playoff and Jacksonville, they don't have a true number one. But they don't have a true number one wide receiver. Who's their number one? There is Tony. Juju. Is it Juju? MVS? I don't even, like, that's the thing. You can't even tell. Like, I mean, I, I Kelsey is wide receiver one, but he's not a wide receiver. Yeah, he's he up a wide receiver, but he's not a wide receiver. You can't put a corner on Kelsey and win. Yeah. You can't do it. Like, uh, honestly, I don't know how anyone covers him. I well, mean, uh, like, that's going to be entertaining to see. Because the Eagles defense is going to have their work cut out for him. Also throwing Baltimore as playoff teams without true number one wide receiver. Uh, sh- I don't even know how they made the playoffs. I'm not even going like, to lie. She, like, Patrick Mahomes, had a, they took away Patrick Mahomes' as- Quarter uh, wide receiver one. He threw forty-one touchdowns. That's the second most in his career. He threw for fifty-two hundred yards. That's the most in his career. We took away his top receiver. Tyreek Hill forced his way out of KC. Well, now we know it wasn't. You know he could do it with anybody. And the the other thing is historically the Chiefs have not had a fantastic running game besides Mahomes. Also, Tom Brady proved throughout his career that you don't need like a, a superstar wide receiver. Yeah, but Tom Brady still had Julian Edelman. Tom Brady still had Randy Moss that one year. Like Wes Welker. Wes Welker. He had a guy on the outside where if you needed 10 yards, and let's take Gronk out of the equation. Take take Gronk out. If you needed a guy to get 10 yards on the outside, it was Edelman. It was Amendola. It was somebody who was reliable. There is nobody. Let's not even talk number one wide receiver. There's nobody on the Chiefs' offense on the outside where I could look and say he's reliable. If I need a catch, he's going to make it. I'd take Julian Edelman over anybody that the Chiefs have at receiver. Oh, definitely. Heartbeat. I'd take Danny Amendola probably against Juju. That's just what I mean. I don't know if I'd go that far. Say what you want. Danny Amendola didn't put up numbers, numbers, but you're damn right Tom Brady trusted him. But Yeah, but how much of that – I mean, I guess Mahomes is probably the closest thing you can get to this side of Brady. But, I mean, barring like that kind of quarterback throwing to a guy like Amendola, I mean, you see guys who leave the Patriots system. And, I mean, I imagine you'll see guys like leave the Chiefs in the next few years and they're just not going to do anything afterwards. You already see it with Demarcus Robinson on the Ravens this year. Guys – He's just a guy, you know, there. And, I mean, Mahomes made him look like he was a weapon the past few seasons. Daniel Amendola had seven 600-yard receiving seasons with four diff- with three different teams, which is kind of crazy. Well, listen, that's actually pretty consistent then. Yeah. I, I, I retract what I said. Isn't one of them That season play? wasn't even in New England. It was in St. Louis. 689 yards. 
In the 2017 postseason with New England, Danny Amendola had 26 catches for 348 yards. That, that's pretty nuts. What the hell is that? <laughs> is that the is that the Pete is that the Falcons Super Bowl? Question. It sounds like it. No, that was the loss of the Eagles that year. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and Juju put up what? Juju didn't have anywhere near a thousand yards, I don't think. Right. I don't. I don't think so. Edelman had back to back three hundred yard playoff. Oh, Juju at nine hundred. Still, I wouldn't trust him, even with his nine hundred yards. I guess I'm just thinking of the yeah, the potential of Juju. What he brings is more, you know, because I like you know, I feel like just yeah. But then you have the old argument of potential versus knowing what the fuck you have, and like Danny Amendola, you knew what you had. That's true. Above you know, average you just need that safety blanket. Exactly. I mean, you need guys like that on a team. And I sit here and say, imagine if Mahomes had a number one receiver. Well, he had one last year, and he had worse numbers. I'm also gonna flat out say that I think Travis Kelsey is working his way into the best tight end ever argument. Oh, definitely. If he, if not already, he He's is second. Had, all, isn't he second all time in postseason receiving yards? He has had a thousand yards every season. Since 2016. And in two of those years, he missed a game. In 2020, Travis Kelsey only played in 15 games and had a 1,416 receiving yards and 12 touch and 11 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey in the postseason is second all time with 1,467 receiving yards. He passed Julian Edelman last game. In the game before that, he passed Gronk. And he's still 800 behind Jerry Rice, which is just insane. Flat out ridiculous, if you would. And just imagine he had a, like, they said, imagine Tom Brady had Randy Moss. He got Randy Moss and they won 17 games or 16 games. Yeah. Like, take, take, take the best receipt. Like, put Devontae Adams on Casey. That'd be insane. Why didn't Mahomes was throwing for 60 touchdowns? Or a realistic one, too. DeAndre Hopkins. Put him on, Casey. I heard they could actually be interested in him. They should be. Did, he's still he's throwing for 60 touches. He's almost throwing for 60 with Juju as wide receiver one. And you said something about the running game. They don't have a number one running back either. Yeah, they, they imagine they, so imagine they took Jonathan Taylor over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that draft. And I, I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I really do. But... They're doing the model that I've talked about. You spend money on quarterback. You spend money on line. You spend money on defense. You don't spend money on your skill players. Because our quarterback's good enough that he doesn't need it. Now, now there's not many quarterbacks like that. There's Brady. There's him. That might realistically be it. You don't need to put pieces around him. He makes the pieces. It's crazy. I, I just found a pretty uh, interesting stat for you, got for you. Just based on what you were saying, Eric, about Kelsey's argument for the best tight end and hit the greatest tight end in history. 
Gronk, you know, the guy, the guy everyone else likes to point to as the most dominant tight end in history, he has 15 total playoff touchdowns in 22 career playoff games, while Kelsey has the same number, but in only 17 playoff that's, games. That's ridiculous. And Travis Kelsey is far from done. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd say hey, Kelsey's got at least, I think, three or four more good, good years in him. Minimum. And talk, take their running backs. Who started the year as running back one? Was it Everett Lair? I think so, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, it, it shifted to Jarek McKinnon. And Pacheco to a point. Yeah. And, now, and now I would say it's probably Pacheco. And I like Isaiah Pacheco. Jersey kid. Rutgers yeah. guy, yeah. Love to see him uh, doing well over there. And honestly, him and that McKinnon, they have like a nice like one-two punch with them. You know, some speed, both of those guys. Yeah, you got your guy who can catch passes out of the backfield, and who's like he's like a real good change of pace guy, and you have uh, then you got Pacheco who just who will literally ram it down your throat. Here, here, in the rushing department, Pacheco ran for eight hundred, McKinnon ran for two hundred, Everett Zelaya ran for three hundred, Patrick Mahomes ran for three fifty. Then you had Rojo in there a couple times. Wasn't there Daryl Williams in there? Not this year. He didn't have a carry. Dang. He was really good last year. Darrell Williams, I mean. Jarek McKinnon leads the Chiefs in rush-broken tackles in 2022 with six. I don't know why Dang. Pro Football Reference felt the need to point that one out to me. But we're going to have more Super Bowl coverage next weekend when we do our prop bet episode. Absolutely. Checking in, I don't know how many I have as of right now. I know I'm over 25 so far, 25 bets on the Super Bowl. I don't think I'm going to be approaching approaching last year's number because I think that was upwards of 200. Yeah. I don't think I'll be getting there, but uh, definitely going to have a lot of money around, and I will be live betting yeah. more, of course. All right, let's talk a little basketball. Kyrie Irving. Requests a trade from the Nets. And a little bit of betting news here. The Lakers' odds after the trade request jumped from plus 5,000 to plus 3,000. Is there anywhere else he's going to end up than the Lakers? Well, also the Nets' odds dropped from plus 700 to plus 1,400. Hmm. Hell of a drop. I'll I'll say this about Kyrie. First of all, there was news coming in that he wants a four-year, $198.5 million extension wherever he may go. Yeah. Of course. Good luck with that. It is not a lock that he is going to the Lakers. What is a lock is that the Nets are going to trade him to the place where they can get the most in return. If that's Russell Westbrook. They're they're not going to do him any favors. Yeah. yeah. If it's Russell Westbrook in two first, so be it. If it's whatever Miami, Phoenix, or Dallas wants to offer, so be it. By By requesting a trade, Kyrie Irving has exactly no say as to where he ends up. Now, now, listen, my gut tells me he doesn't get traded. Because we've been through this before. He's requested trades from the Nets before. I think if he doesn't get traded, I think he's just going to sit out the rest of the year. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. Because I think, I legitimately think, if, if they could add a piece to the deadline, they'd be a little dangerous in the playoffs. Because the NBA is pretty wide open this year. Relatively. Like, I don't know, who's like the top it's... team in the East? 
that's the thing. I guess Boston's still just the Boston or know, else. But like yeah, Boston, the Sixers. And I mean Brooklyn would have I mean honestly they were doing very well until KD got hurt and then this just kind of comes out of left field. Yeah. I we'll, I mean, we'll see, but I, I'm sure it'll become clearer around what is the all-star break before trade deadline now? Trade deadline is this Thursday. Week. Oh. Next Thursday, yeah. So the we'll Nets definitely have, know this week. That's how my, my gut says he doesn't get traded. Well, apparently the Clippers are interested, and I heard from a source that or I read something that um that the Chicago Bulls are interested in as, as well. That'd be an interesting move. The Bulls, man, they I mean that's disappointing the way they started last season to where they are now. But I don't know. My gut says he doesn't get traded. I think the Nets have to get something for him. I think he gets traded, and I don't think it's the Lakers. I just don't know where. See, I, I think the Lakers are the only real option, and I think if they were in a better position, he would be a Laker. But, you know, there's got to come a point where that GM's going to say, hey, we, we can't be sacrificing pieces. Oh, Palenka, yeah. With LeBron looking like he's on the outs here at some point. You, you, you just can't be doing it. You know, the more I think Major about it, the more I think about it, I I keep see, I can totally see the Clippers beating LA the Lakers to the punch on this and trading for him. Do they actually have contracts to make it work? I don't I I don't know the pick situation because I know they gave up a haul and a half for Paul George to get Kawhi, you know, to sign there. Uh, yeah, and is... so I'm I don't know what they have to give up, but Supposedly they've given up they've given a strong offer already and Ty Lue, you know, already has coached Kyrie in Cleveland. If anyone can rein that guy in, it's either LeBron or Ty Lue. It was Mark J. Spears of ESPN, by the way, that confirmed the Bulls' interest in Kyrie. Here here are the betting odds for Kyrie's next team. Favorite of two to one are the Lakers. Then you got the Heat three to one. Uh Mavs and Clippers tied at four to one. Bulls and Hawks tied at seven to one. Utah at eight to one, the Timberwolves at fourteen to one, Sacramento, the Beam team at sixteen to one, and the Celtics at hundred to one. We're not even giving odds for Cleveland. <laughs> no, why not no return? Um, you mentioned the Beam team. Let's give Sacramento some love here. Fuck yes! What a fun group to watch, eh? I love the light the Beam. Light the Beam, indeed. They are – what's their record? They're the three Third seed. in the West, right? They're yeah. third in the West? Is this the year the drought ends? It's got to be. Yeah, we'll take it. Barring a major collapse, it will be. And I remember last year, year after they traded, was it Halliburton they traded? Yeah, but Sabonis yeah. has been playing like a beast this year. Yeah, but remember when they traded? It's like, why the fuck are you trading Halliburton? And granted. Hey, it's like a win-win right now. Yeah, that's a yeah. win-win. Um, we have no idea what we're talking about. But Sacramento wasn't even make the play. Now they could just make the playoffs outright. Win. Mike Brown deserves a lot of credit, man. Great, great assistant coach for the Golden State for many years. You know, when he stepped in for Steve Kerr all those times during the playoffs. Mike Brown should be, the runaway, back surgery. should be the runaway fear for Coach of the Year. 
Oh, no doubt. I mean, what he's done with that team is unbelievable. All right, before we get to the quarterback carousel, John, are the Knicks going to fire Tibbs anytime soon? Are they? Nah, nah. They, 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 they weren't supposed to be this good this year. John, okay. John. John, soaking in the mediocrity. John, please do not trade three first-round picks for OG and Anobi on Thursday. Do it, do it John. <laughs> Listen, if, if they do, then you're gonna we're going to have to devote five minutes just to me ranting about this before we get to our props next time. All right, we're going to go through the quarterback carousel because it's been spinning. Tom Brady has retired uh, from football, leaving a vacant position down in Tampa. They currently have one quarterback on the roster for next season. That is Kyle Trask, my boy from Florida. I we're going to go around team to team and talk about who we think will be the next starting quarterback for those teams or the starting quarterback next season for those teams. Some of them are easy. Some of them are very easy. Some of them not so easy. We'll start with the NFC. We'll start with the NFC East, which may be the easiest. Giants going to start Daniel Jones. Does anybody disagree there? Nope. So we all have Jones no. coming back. I think he's going to be franchise tagged because I don't think the number is that bad. Yeah, I was going to say it's either going to be tagged or long-term extension. Yeah. Don't know which. Phillies hurts, duh. Yeah. Cowboys Prescott, right? Yeah. Yep. Because they're kind of tied to him. I think if they could, they would. But they'll have a new man calling plays next year. They parted ways with who was it, Kellen Moore? Now the OC in LA Chargers. Yeah. They hired Brian Schottenheimer, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes, they, they did. Yeah, they did. Great, great hire, guys. Mike McCarthy's gonna be Mike McCarthy's gonna be the sole play caller. Washington. Hmm. That's a, tough That's a little bit tough, right? Starter. Week one? Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be Sam Howell. Is that who they have? Is that the rookie from this year? Yeah, I think it's going to be Sam Howell, too. By the way, I'm going to do a like an in-depth piece as to who each team's week one starter is. I'm going to put it down in a couple weeks. But right now, I'm going to say Sam Howell. Yeah, so, I <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'd go Hal. I, I don't really know who else. Uh, who's the other backup that beat Taylor Heineke? Heineke. Heineke. I I know who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Carson Wentz. Oh well, yeah, no, I figured that. I think outside chance was it Will Levis? All right. Yeah, I was going to say first round quarterback. I'm just going to that's my I, I was prediction. Gonna, I was going to say Anthony Richardson. Funny enough, but I I think it would be Hal. Trish, you still here? He's asleep. Trish? Cool. NFC North. Green Bay. Week one starter. Actually, no, let's roll through the easy ones. Detroit. You all say golf? Yep. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, The Bears, it sounds like, have made a commitment to fields. Yep. They should. Green Bay. Uh... I'm going to go with Jordan Love. Me too. That's what I'm going to say. I've got Jordan Love as well. Minnesota. And I've heard something very interesting. Eric, I'm sure you've heard it too. An NFL exec believes that they could be a player for Lamar Jackson in the trade market. Who? I noticed that as well. Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings. Listen, 
That'd be good for Minnesota. I'd Listen, be I, I heard I heard that Minnesota was one of the teams that was interested in Brady. Um, before his taking Brady over that it, it, retirement, it, it showed like. But, it's, it, it's a new coach. Like they might want a different guy. But 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 the number one thing in Minnesota is to extend Justin Jefferson. Number one. Yeah. And if you disagree, you're wrong here. And listen, I'm not Jefferson a believer be in Lamar Jackson really either. I don't think the man no. can stay healthy when it matters. You think you'd have to give up a Justin Jefferson to get Lamar? No. 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 no I think it'd be Kirk no. and two firsts. Okay. Yeah. Show so, some salary um, throw Thielen in there. Like the reason you trade for a Lamar Jackson is so we could throw to a Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You don't trade. It's like trading your wallet because you need cash. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. I think it's going to be Kirk. I do. I'm ninety nine percent sure it's going to be Kirk. I'd say ninety Kirk, ten Lamar. Give me Lamar. Yeah, say Lamar. I'm saying Lamar. John. Yeah, so, uh, we were saying you actually think Lamar is going to be a. I don't. I think he's staying Ravens, dude. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think there's a chance in hell. <laughs> Unless he says, "I'm not tag me. I'm not playing." And do not kid yourself. If he goes to Minnesota, I'll be I'll be the first to celebrate. But but yeah, so that's 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 the North. NSC West. Let's start with the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford? No. Baker. Baker Mayfield. You think Baker Mayfield? I think Matt Stafford. I don't think it's going to be Baker. I do think this is the last year of Sean McVay. I don't think this year goes any better really than last year. I think this is the last before, year. Before he gets that nice little <laughs> – Amazon or Fox money? Yeah, I, I can't imagine another year of this. I, I heard they could look to trade Jalen Ramsey. I... Now that'd be a player I am all in for the Vikings to get. I I need a cornerback. I would take Jalen Ramsey in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, I think it's going to be Matt Stafford. I think they're running back Matt Stafford Cup. You know, they'll win nine games, eight games. Zach, you think Baker? Uh, I'm going Baker, yeah. John? I mean, I think Stafford still has a chance. I think Stafford will be the starter next year. Yeah. Seahawks. Gino. 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 Yeah. yeah, I feel like they're going to lock him down. Yeah. They're working on extension talks already. That's a good sign, Gino. Arizona, Kyler's going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Who do you think will be the week one starter with Kyler out? I've got the I've got the perfect name for this. I got two guys in my head. I have one guy in mind, and they should be so lucky. Mike Effin White. That's one of the guys in my head. Tony, who's your other name? The other name is Jacoby Brissett. That was my name. <laughs> All right. So I'm between both of you. I think it's gonna be Mike White. Because I don't think they believe in Kyler. And if Mike White walks out there and steals the show, Kyler gets back. He might not have his job. I think it's Jacoby Brissett, but I think we all have like the same middle yeah, tier back in mind. They need a guy to push him. Like an Andy Dalton. If they want to go veteran presence, 
They'll go with Brissett or like a Tyrod Taylor or something. Or an Andy Dalton. That's what I'm saying. I think I think Dalton's done. You really? Yeah. Unfortunate. Oh, what's the last team out there? The Niners. And Frank. I think it's going to be Trey Lance. I think it's going to be Trey Lance too, and I think Purdy's going to be back. Yeah, I think because I don't know how 100% Purdy's going to be in training camp and everything. And I, right now I'd have him neck and neck, Purdy and Lance. But they're going to be more motivated to get Lance on the field as the starter. And the, the, if if Purdy's not ready, Lance, is, Lance has a lead. So I think it's gonna be trailing. And, and if Lance doesn't look still doesn't look, you know, doesn't show anything by the time Purdy's healthy, then they just bench him for Purdy. Yeah. And he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Lance Yeah, I'm going with Let's go NFC South. Oh boy. Yeah. This is Oh boy. Everyone. Atlanta. Desmond Ritter. That's what I was going to go with. I'm between you guys. It's either going to be Desmond Ritter or which if if Arizona doesn't sign Brissett or White, Atlanta, Atlanta gets the other one. So Brissett and Mike White, you can Put you can lock so I, I think Mike White's going to Arizona. I'll take I'll take Brissett in in Atlanta. All right. In a year where they don't really try. <laughs> Have they really been trying? I've they heard almost of, won a division this year. I've heard too if you had a, a decent squad out there. I've heard I've heard Atlanta as a team that could be in the mix for Lamar Jackson too. No, I just don't think it happens. Do they have enough to give up for him? They said the rumor, would, the rumor would be three first round picks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. So what, what do you guys? What do you guys say for Atlanta? Ritter. I'm yeah, going. I'm going with Ritter. Yeah, I think I think Ritter is going to be the guy. I mean, they he definitely showed a little bit more than what the Mariota offense had on a on a short leash though, Ritter. Like John, I, I don't want you logging off until you, we do the Jets. Okay, okay. This could be the first AFC. Let's just do. Let's do that now. Then. Well, we're doing the NFC South. We're doing the AFC East next. What? Car- Carolina. Hmm. Hmm. Who was the guy from the XFL that played? It's started. DJ Walker. Walker? No. No. I think. They make a trade with Chicago. For what? Oh, for the first round. For one. And I think they get Bryce Young. That would make sense. Eric? I'm debating between a couple guys. I'm going to say week one starter is Sam Darnold. I'm going to say starter for the year is Matt Corral. I say Darnold. I think Darnold backs up Bryce Young after the trade. Okay. Because I think I think Carolina's starving for a starting like a franchise quarterback. John, I think Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to go to Carolina, and oh, honestly, 
it's a smart move if you're him because you can go into that division and instantly be top dog now that Brady's retired. I like that, but you can't be giving up pick eight for him or whatever pick. Uh, no, no, no. I, I think you can sign him outright or if anything. He's like got a no trade call. hands are fucking tied yeah. with him. I like that little comment at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that was nice. Zach, you say PJ Walker? No, I'm going. I like John's idea here with Derek Carr. Okay, all right. Tampa. I like this though. I like this one. This one's fun. I am going with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was thinking Jimmy G. And I'm between two guys. I think this could be where you see your Mike White. Okay. That wasn't one of the guys in between. Or somebody like that. Okay. I'm saying Kyle Trask. Really? Yeah. Just neglect the position. Hell of a move. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't have to pick up somebody else. For argument's sake, I think the guy they pick up would start over Kyle Trask. Like, what? Who is it like? It's like Tyrod Taylor? I mean, come on. What if he shows up in the training and all that? He looks really good. And he he fights his way to the starting spot. I mean, that division is wide open. You can throw any quarterback, just throw shit at the wall. You just drafted him. Might as well see who he was. All right. John? And he sat on the Brady for a year. Blaine Gabbert. Actually. I'm going to change mine. To what? I'm going to change mine from Mike White <laughs> to Tyler Huntley. Interesting. Ooh, I think I'm Interesting. You think he gets a shot somewhere? He's a restricted free agent. I do. I heard ah. last last year teams were willing to pay a second-round pick for him. Yeah. All right, New Orleans. This is where I think you see Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they have the money to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be asking for much. He's coming off a broken foot. He's going to need something. Yeah. I'm going to say Mitch. I don't want to ever see Mitchell Trubinsky play. I think it's going to be Mitchell Trubinsky because they're going to be they're going to be going bargain bin shopping for a quarterback. They have been. Why don't they just – if they're really going to go bargain shopping, don't tie some hell out there. <laughs> I think well, start, well Zach, Zach, that would mean they would have to to shop. That means somebody else. <laughs> I think it's going to be Mitch with a rookie. Don't know what rookie, but Mitch with a rookie. Oh. Eric, you think Jimmy? I think Jimmy, yeah. John? Uh, Honestly, I'd probably say that they're just going to roll with what they have, man. They kind of have their hands tied here. So I think we're going to make – if Dalton retires, obviously you can't see Dalton, but it's – my choice is Dolphin if he doesn't retire. Otherwise, famous Jameis. Zach, what do you think? Zach, Zach? Uh, I'll go Jameis with you. Real quick, John, Jets, who will be the starting quarterback next year, week one? Listen, they kind of locked themselves into it when they signed Nathaniel Hackett. Otherwise, I truly have no idea what the fuck that, that decision was. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet next year. Okay. John has spoken. All right. But uh, anyway, I have to get going, guys. But I will talk to you later. And uh, have a good next have a good week. See you, John. See you later, John. John. Eric, what, do you, what do you think for the Jets? 
god. This is where I think Derek Carr. Nope. Makes the most sense, I think. I think I, there's a piece of me that thinks it's going to be Zach Wilson. <laughs> I know it does. I think like, Wilson there really up is. Like, I think it's Wilson backing up car. That's why. That's what I got. What about you, Zach? Uh, wait, real quick, real quick. I think it's. Gonna, I think it's gonna be either Zach Wilson. I don't think they want. I. I. I don't think ownership wants a bona fide quarterback at a free agency. I really don't. I think Woody Johnson wants Zach Wilson to work. I think it's going to be a combo of Zach Wilson and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be the worst option for the Jets. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it, it's it's terrible. But it's very Jets. Go into the offseason with expectations of Aaron Rodgers. Come out with Ryan Tannehill. But the, the other thing is this in regards to Ryan Tannehill. And if John was still here – he would say this too. Ryan Tannehill is better than any quarterback the Jets had on their roster last year. Facts. Without a doubt. I think it's Rodgers, though. I don't. The, if you go for Rodgers, you go for a guy that's going to be there two years. I think the guy is going to be there a little longer than. I don't think that I, option is out there. That's I, why I said Carr. I think the Jets owners realize that they fucked up again at quarterback, and their only option right now to make everybody. To, you know, make a playoff run because they have a decent defense. If you have a wide receiver or a good quarterback, he can make something happen. If so I think they're coming into it seeing, all right, Aaron Rodgers wants out. Why not just throw shit at the wall, like I said earlier, and try and make a playoff run? That's all you could do. If he were to hit the open market, I would say this would be Daniel Jones's landing spot. I really would. Yeah, because he doesn't have to move anything either. That's, that's if he. That's it. I don't. I don't think he hits the open market. But if he did, I think he'd be a jet. Yeah. Eric, who do you think is going to be the starter? You said Carr. Derek Carr. John and Zach. You said Rogers. So we got Tannehill, Carr, and Rogers. Yep. Uh, Bills is going to be Allen. Yeah, that's, that's a given. Mm-hmm. Miami, uh, barring Tua's health, I think it's going to be Tua. Yeah, yeah, that's an asterisk though. Yeah, and a half. if it's not to, uh, I don't think they they're not gonna go out shopping. I think like Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that sucks. For New England. Hand. What New England? New England. This is where I think would be a Lamar landing spot, but I'm gonna go with Mac Jones. Yeah, I think they stick with Mac Jones. I think it's gonna be Bailey Zappi. Really. Mm-hmm. They move on from Jones. They wouldn't call it moving on from Jones. Um, but I think ba- I think they got a little taste of Bailey Zappi last year. I think they like what they saw. I really do. I think I mean, it's gonna be Bailey Zappi. Well. I think it's gonna no. Be- I, I, don't, I don't hate that. I'm gonna go with the safe one though. Yeah. Uh, let's go AFC North. This might be the one where you all have this like holdovers, right? Whole divisional holdovers. Yeah. Yeah. Is with Lamar staying in Baltimore? I've got all four the same. Yeah. Burrow, Watson. They're Burrow, Watson, Pickett, Lamar. Yeah. 
and then pick it. Mm-hmm. AFC West, Mahomes for KC, obviously. Mm-hmm. Denver's tied to Russ. And and Sean Payton now, who's out there to fix Russ. Chargers have Herbert. Chargers have Herbert. The Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think much changes. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers as well. Him and Devontae reunite. It makes the most sense. Yeah. They have the picks. I don't think Green Bay lets the Raiders take Devontae and Rodgers from them. I really don't. I think the only two real landing spots for Aaron Rodgers are the Jets and Raiders. You take out anybody in the conference. I think Jets, Raiders, and a long dart at Tennessee. Yeah. That would suck. Who who do you think is the quarterback of the Raiders, Zach? That I don't know. I think they might draft. I don't know who's really in the draft, but Zach's, Zach's going to say run every play wildcat with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, also <laughs> might be gone. He might be gone too. <laughs> I heard Bailey Zappi thrown out today. That could be a good idea too. Why not? Mike White. Fuck it. I'm going to say Mike White. All right, Tony. What did I tell you earlier? Kyrie Irving is rumored to sit out the rest of the season if the Nets don't trade him. Yeah, I figured, I figured that would. Fuck. Of course he would call that bullshit, dude. That one's right for me, SPN. (laughs) Fucking bitch. All right. What What was that, Zach? Nobody ever wants to just play out their contracts in the NBA. They they just want to fucking... The only ones who do are Damian Lillard and uh, John Wall. Russ just gets... He gets traded. Well, well, because... Can't help that. Because John Wall just gets a ton of money. Yeah, and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal doesn't tip. <laughs> like, you sign a contract. Fucking play for the length of the contract that you signed. Like, I don't get it. AFC South. We get the easy one out of the way. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, definitely. Correct. Who do you want to do now? You want to do, let's let's go Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think that's the second easiest one. This is my landing spot for Derek Carr. See, okay. bit of a dark horse, but I, like I think they'd be gunning for Rodgers and end up with Derek Carr. I I still think Tannehill because I don't think you can move on from that contract. Fair. Mm-hmm. I have him as a post June first cut. Oh, Tanhill, yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you think? Did you see what just happened? No. Trish has left the. Trish has left the Zoom. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with it. I like your your choice of Derek Carr here. Um, I feel like he's he fits there in Tennessee as like a mediocre quarterback to just get them to the playoffs. Didn't you say Derek Carr to Carolina earlier? Okay, he can. He's gonna play both teams. He's gonna yeah. double duty. <laughs> exactly. He'll just take a quick flight, change. He'll be fine. It's it's right. not a far drive. Far enough that he's gonna need to fly between a correct a one and an eight. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna leave the third quarter of the one. Be there for the four. They're gonna get give... Tony yeah. the the Kyrie sitting out news was reported by Stephen A. Smith on NBA Countdown. Oh, I'm sure he loved reporting that one. <laughs> 
He was in Newark yesterday for the fight. Oh, was he really? No, he was in Newark today for the today. Yeah. That's yeah. Dope. Prudential Center was a busy venue today. Yeah. Um, Indy. Hmm. 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 Definitely Andrew not Luck. attractive destination. Did you hear what I just said? What'd you say? Andrew Luck comes out of retirement. Oh, this again for like the third year running? Yeah. Peyton Manning. <laughs> yes. The he, spirit he of so Johnny Unitas. There's so much fun at the Pro Bowl that he says, you know what? I could still do I this. I could still do that. Him and Eli are both going to Indy. That'd be hilarious. They just I'll, they I'll say that. the game each. Hot. Hot take here. I would take Peyton Manning right now over any quarterback the Colts had on their roster last year. Oh fuck yeah. Um I think this is a drafted quarterback. I do as well. Who? I don't know. Yeah, are I, there really I, a lot of like I got an idea? Well, it's it's CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. I think this is Anthony Richardson. I think this is Bryce Young. What pick are they? You think they trade up? I think they trade to one. Really? What are they? Chicago. They're they're currently at four, and the thing is this: the Bears can trade down and still get the defensive player they want, either Carter or Anderson, with a trade with the Colts. All right. And the reason I think the Colts want Bryce Young is because they don't want a Bryce Young, John Mechie thing with the Texans like Chase and Burrow. Well, I already had Bryce Young going to. Oh, really? I already had him going to Carolina. I said Carolina was going to trade up, but Frank Reich was going to get a guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they're bringing a vet, and I think they'll draft Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson has the type of. Build up that he's going to be the guy that flies up the draft board a week before draft day. This is your he's, pro- he's going to kill the combine. Anthony Richardson is your project quarterback. He's going to kill the combine. Oh yeah, he'll he'll fly, dude. That should just trade up to the first round. And then Houston, I, I think C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud. I'm going C.J. Stroud to uh, what was the last team we were talking about. Indy, Indy, yeah, and Bryce. I, I think I think Houston isn't going to want to give up assets to trade up, and they'll take the one that doesn't get picked, whether it be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I think it's CJ Stroud. If we have a I Baker think... Mayfield situation, and Anthony Richardson somehow becomes one, they'll take Bryce Young. No, I think I think Will Levis can find his way near Carolina. Or Washington. I had Will Levis at a different team. I just forget where. Dark Horse Tampa trading up. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of movement. This seems to be, this is a real recent thing. All this quarterback movement in the offseason is crazy. This seems bigger than last year. Yeah. I, who knows? Maybe bigger again next year. Who fucking knows what this, this we, is? Well, we need the Chiefs after a while. You never know. We need to find out last year, like who we had going where. I don't think we were, we were close on any of them. I think I had Aaron Rodgers stick around. None of us said Wentz to Washington. I think I had Wentz like shot in the sun. That's why. 
<laughs> so well, been. well, that's close to Washington. Might as well be. I mean, it's still awful. XFL and USFL football next year. And as I said at the beginning, arena football for Carson Wentz. Listen, eventually we're going to have to have the – I don't think Ron Rivera is that good of a head coach. <laughs> we're going to have to have that conversation eventually. Like, he went to the Super Bowl once. I thought Ron Rivera should have been fired after not knowing that he could have been eliminated from the playoffs. And that should be a fireable offense. That really should be. Like, he should have been gone after that. The second he said, we could be eliminated today, dude, you have no idea what's going on. And I know he had an outside chance as it is, but you don't know. He overachieved with some Carolina teams, and for some reason we think he's a, this great head coach. Because he's a culture guy. He, he, he went to the playoffs with a losing record Washington team, a losing record Carolina team. Like, come on. Come on. Stop winning these shitty divisions. Go 13-3. and three. Consistently. Not one year. Not one year where you have MVP Cam Newton. All right, well, that's going to wrap this episode. Yep. Hope you enjoyed it. This was a fun one. I love the offseason. I love football, but I love the offseason because it's so much talking about football. We love football. And you pick, like, where are these fucking – this is basically a football podcast with some dabbles of other sports, but it's basically football because football dominates the news cycle. We should just be, like, a permanent football podcast. We're ba- we've been trending in that direction for years. Like, in the summer, when we go to one episode every two weeks, it's basically just counting down the weeks to football. And, and if not, talking about that, talking about the other football leagues. But with that being said, every episode of the Too Many Men Sports podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Next week is, it, no lies, the best episode of the year. Prop bets for Super Bowl 57, breaking down the game, making picks for the game. Uh, be sure to tune to that one. We're gonna try to. We'll try not to have that be a Saturday night episode, so you have some time to listen to it and get your bets in, so you can bet with us and win with us. But we will see you next week for an episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.